So let's just backtrack a bit. So after this uh, 10 days that you were blacked out, you, well, you can't remember what happened, basically. No, I can't. When you can remember, uh, you, you were in a rehab, and what was your body like? What, what was the symptoms at the time? Yeah, so I was. I was in rehab, and I was in a full body brace uh, from all over my torso right up under my chin because I had a broken neck. And... Um, then also had um, some crushed vertebrae, six of those. Uh, my wrist arm was strapped up with a broken wrist. I'd torn a rotor cuff. And uh, the worst injury I had, of course, was the brain injury because of shaking my head around so much. Did they say you'd ever walk again? They held out good chances. Uh, the 10 days that I lost, I was conscious, but I can't remember it. They call that PTA, post-traumatic amnesia. And uh, the sooner you come out of post-traumatic amnesia, the more hope you have of a complete recovery. So pretty early in the piece, they had to stop all visitors and only people came to see me by appointment, maybe one or two a day, and that was all. And then it was really a wait and see. So I had to learn to walk again. I had to learn to talk again. And I had to learn to write again. Wow. I had double vision along the way with all that for seven months. Yeah. For seven months. I just can't imagine uh, the, the shock and the trauma you must have been going through. What was your spiritual walk like at that time? Yeah, well, I was very close to the Lord at that time, and and I think that's the thing that carried me through. There was never a time where I, when I had a doubt that God existed, or some people would say stupid things to me like, you know, I wonder why God caused this, and, and I really don't believe that at all. You know, I'm not, that's not my theology, and God doesn't act like that. Um, God doesn't cause it, but he definitely has used it. What about um, your prayer life? Did you, did you really just press into God more or, did you, or were you kind of distant from God? Because you know? some people, when they go through a trauma like that, they're a bit numb in their walk with the Lord. Uh, did this bring you closer to the Lord or away from the Lord? It actually brought me closer to the Lord. The one first thing was I, I had more time on my hands. You know, I'm a busy person running two businesses and all of a sudden I was in recovery mode with um, not what to do but recover and so even with my eye patch on over one eye I was reading the Bible a whole lot more and reading some books that some friends had given me and um, you know running through memory verses and spending time in prayer so that aspect just the time alone and also the other aspect that made me grow a lot more was the fact that this had happened and so I was asking lots of questions, Is you know, w- there must be something in this. What, what's going to be the outcome of all this uh, rehabilitation and um, and what's going to be the outcome of my testimony? Um, I was feeling things. All of a sudden, you get a r- real shake-up. So you start asking questions of what's really important in life. And I was asking all those questions, and every answer pointed me back towards the goodness of God. Yeah, mate, it's so true that uh, no matter what circumstances we're going through, no matter what afflictions we've got, God is good all the time. He's on the throne. He loves us. He's got a plan and a purpose for us, no matter what we're going through. Now, you've really got an amazing uh, testimony that you you share when you go and preach at places and you you share your story. What's the main message that you bring? Well, the main message is that you need a solid foundation in Jesus Christ because things like this do happen. It's uh, part of life and... uh, and gravity got the better of me. But stuff happens. Sometimes it's traumatic like mine. It might not be. I pray it's not. But you've got to have a good foundation to get through these things. And the foundation that I laid over the last 50 years in 
proving God and praying to him and seeing him come through for me time and time again, seizing opportunities that he gave me, has stood me in good stead to get through such trauma as I did. And were there certain scriptures that you held on to that you wanted to share with us? Any, anything in the Word that's really helped you, uh, you know, get through this time? Well, one scripture was that um, he uses all things for the good of those that love him. And I saw that straight away. There was a young man on the camp with us who didn't believe in the Lord. And he had come from a broken background. And he was one of the young men that ran out to show the SDS how to get into where I was. And on his way out, he's saying, what are those guys praying for? What are they, what are they on about? You know, the guy's going to die. Can't you see his head split open? He's going to die. And he bargained with God during the run out and said, God, if I get back in there and it looks like he's going to be okay, I'll believe in you. <laughs> so he got back in there with the SES, and I was actually laying there apparently singing. And he said, God, you must be real, and gave his life to the Lord. Oh, wow. Do you know what you were singing? I was singing uh, that uh, uh, Matt Redman song, it's a, uh, The Sun Comes Up, It's a New Day, um, A bless, Thousand Reasons. Bless yeah. the Lord, oh my soul. That's it. Wow. That's <laughs> that brings a whole new meaning to that song now. Oh, uh, every, time I, every time I hear it now, I break into tears. And, mate, tell us a bit about your physical state now. Have you got any side effects, you know, any, any ongoing health conditions? Okay. Physically, I'm, uh, you know, I feel like I'm 100% again. I've... Physically, I was always a keen runner beforehand, and I've completed two marathons since. Oh, wow. So um, physically, I'm going well. I still suffer a little bit from fatigue, so mental stimulation really wears me out. I can run a marathon. I can work all day digging trenches, but you know, concentrating hard on a computer screen or meeting new people in a big room full of them, that really wears me out. So that's the only um, impediment I have at the moment. When you travel around and speak, what, what kind of places do you speak at? I know you've spoken at uh, my mate uh, Tim O'Neill's church in uh, in Tasmania. Uh, what, what kind of other other kind of events do you speak at? Yeah, well, this stage has just been in church environments. So, um, you know, I'm open to my, uh, speak wherever. I, I made a deal when I was 15 years old with God. I said, God, any time you give me an opportunity to speak and to speak your truth, I will do it. And so ever since then, whenever anyone's asked, I said yes. When you asked, I said yes. So that's, that's why great. we're talking today. So I'm open to talk to anybody. And what about your local church? What kind of involvement do you have there? Yeah, I'm on what they call the oversight team at the uh, Apostolic Church here in Ballarat. And uh, I enjoy uh, the fellowship there and I enjoy occasionally preaching. I uh, love the worship. My whole family's involved. All my children are involved in the music. So uh, we really uh, get a lot from the, the involvement and the fellowship. And tell us a bit about your family. It must have been uh, pretty horrific for them to see what happened uh, to their dad and, and husband. You know, well, yeah. what what was your relationships like with your family during this time? You know, I'm, I'm assuming they were probably strengthened, hey? Yeah, they were. Our, 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 this thing bound us together as a family, a tight family unit. Um, the extended family got stretched uh, in some ways, but um, my wife is incredible. My wife, Robin. She just did an amazing job. How she uh, got me through this was just incredible. She had a real strong walk, the Lord still does, and um, she brought the kids through this because I was really out of action as the head of the home. I was really out of action for uh, about 12 months and uh, really felt that, but she just pulled them through. They all had their meltdown moments with a lot of tears, and um, especially in the early days. And my, my son in particular, we kept a close eye on him because he saw the whole thing happen. 
Um, but he's he's gone really well too, and he's been able to share his uh, his feelings along the way. But my family's my life, and it's just so that was they were just amazing. My wife, some days she gave up her life for me, and it gave a new meaning to the scripture that talks about um, greater love has no man than one lay down his life for his friends. And that's what my wife did. She laid down her life for twelve months just to, to see me recover. All her life went on hold. She took me to sometimes three medical appointments a day. She drove me everywhere for seven months. You know, she changed my brace, my body brace um, daily and washed all the pads. It's just, you know, it's just an amazing story of, um, of submission and just support. She's incredible. Well, you know, Proverbs says, he who finds a wife finds a good thing. Sounds like you found a very good thing there, brother, hey? (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely, absolutely. Oh, good. Now, mate, before we wrap up, you know, uh, you shared a bit about your testimony and your your faith in the Lord. You know, there might be people listening that are thinking, you know, how could this guy still believe in God after that happened to him? You know, there might be people that are thinking, you know, I want to give this a go. I want to... I want to follow the Lord. I want to. I want to give my life to the Lord. Would you share with our listeners what is the gospel of Jesus Christ, the good news, and how do people respond to it? Yeah, well, the gospel of Jesus Christ is all about surrendering your life to Him. So saying, "Look, I can't do this on my own. I'm making a meal of it. I need some help." And Jesus offers the only fulfilled, sustained help—help help that will last for eternity. It's just a matter of coming to a point and going, "Okay, God." No more of me. I'm not going to try. I'm going to invite you in to receive your blessings and see what happened to me as just a sign that he can come through for them as well. Yeah, God, he's not a, he's not a magic, uh, magic worker, so to speak. He's a real God who uses extraordinary situations to show that he exists, and that's what he did in my recovery. So if someone is listening that is really thinking to themselves, I'm making a meal of my life. I need an alternative. I need to try something else. You won't be disappointed. Take on Jesus Christ. Surrender your life to God. Receive the blessings that come now and for eternity. That is such good news, mate. Well, we really appreciate your honesty, and thanks for sharing uh, a bit of your story and what you've been going through. So, mate, surely there's a book in this. Are you going to write a book about this? (laughs) Oh, a few people have said that, but I'm not (laughs) a very academic person. (laughs) <laughs> oh, well, there you go. You've done a radio interview now. Hey, James, <laughs> I reckon you're a history maker, mate. Thanks for joining us. Uh, you're the one. Good on you, Matt. Thanks for joining us on History Makers. If you'd like to listen to this interview again, just go to historymakers.tv. There you'll find links to Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. You can subscribe to our iTunes podcast or check out our YouTube clips. And you can find out about History Makers TV. We are a faith-based ministry and we appreciate every donation. You know, the vision of History Makers is to share the good news of Jesus Christ to the nations of the world. If you'd like to partner with us, send us an email, info at historymakersradio.com. God bless you. Have an awesome day. I'm Matt Prater, and why don't you go and make history? History Makers. History Makers is proudly sponsored by Bible League, who serve the local church and other partners around the world by providing Bibles, scripture materials, and training to help people meet Jesus. They provide God's word to a lost and needy world. Bible League plants Bibles in prisons, among persecuted Christians and in poor nations, bringing the love and light of Christ into many people's lives around the world. Make history today by joining our friends at Bible League and planting a Bible that will help someone meet Jesus. Go to bl.org.au. Station sponsor.